Welcome back to another episode of the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast. My name is Woodrow Bellamy III, and today we've got a great guest from the Seamless Air Alliance. But before we jump in, just a quick reminder that the 2020 Global Connected Aircraft Summit will take place from June 2nd through the 3rd in Denver, Colorado. So mark your calendars for that. We'll be releasing more information about the event throughout the year, and you can always check it out at www.gcasummit.com. Okay, so today's guest on the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast is Jack Mandela. He is the CEO of the Seamless Air Alliance. So Jack, if you could, just for our audience members that may not be familiar with what the Seamless Air Alliance is, could you just give a little bit of background about uh, your organization and also just how you got into the position you are in currently with the organization as well? Sure. So thanks. Uh, first, uh, thanks for having me. Um, my name is Jack Mandela. Uh, my background is in communication. So I came from, I was recruited out of Qualcomm to lead this effort. I spent the last 12 years there as director of global market development and uh, bringing new technologies to market, working with partners on technology trials, uh, building industry alliances, and uh, given my background in wireless Seamless was an ideal fit for me. I really enjoy uh, bringing companies together to work on new initiatives. Um, I'm glad uh, to be leading this effort in particular to bring in-flight connectivity up to speed with the rest of the world. I see. And for those of us, I, I remember when I first saw uh, Seamless Air Alliance was sort of uh, launched uh, last year. Could you just give a little yep. bit of background about the organization? What have you all kind of been working on over the last year or so? And, and what is kind of your uh, goal and vision to achieve with in-flight in con connectivity? Sure, sure. So as you said, uh, Seamless was formed last year, 2018. Uh, we are a collaboration of airlines and technology providers that are developing standards for in-flight connectivity. We have uh, just over 30 members now, and we have three major goals that start with improving the passenger experience, right? So it's, it's great to work on a problem that everyone understands. No matter who you ask, uh, you'll be hard-pressed to find someone that doesn't think we need to improve in-flight connectivity. So our first goal and our, our core mission is around improving the passenger experience by developing standards for fast, reliable, and easy to access in-flight connectivity. It sounds broad because it is broad, right? So that covers everything from looking at emerging technologies, establishing performance requirements, and simply making the process of getting connected a simple and seamless experience. So that's our first goal. Our second goal is to drive innovation and scale in the industry. So we'll do this by defining open standards for in-flight connectivity equipment. We want to enable a, a broad global deployment uh, of, of systems, uh, and this is not gonna happen without standards. We need a global standard for how these systems operate so that systems are flexible and easy to deploy. So standards built everything. Standards are what built the internet. Standards built the mobile networks that we have today. 
virtually any industry with global scale has been organized around standards. Uh, finally, our third goal is to establish a certification, certification program for system performance and for equipment interoperability. I want to be clear. So uh, our standards don't preclude competition. So lots of people jump to the conclusion that if we're all building the same equipment, all that's left to compete on is price, and that's simply not true. Standards are just the hooks on how things operate. The implementation of these standards leaves plenty of room to differentiate, to have a better performing system, and to compete in the marketplace. If you, if you look at the number of mobile network operators out there, or handset vendors, chipset providers, all building on 3GPP standards, and there's healthy competition going on, right? Uh, and the, the same holds true for the airlines, right? So lots of airlines jump to that same conclusion that all of the members of the Seamless Air Alliance will have the same solution, and it's this, you know, us against them mentality, and nothing could be further from the truth. It, again, it comes down to the implementation. So from an airline perspective, who are your technology providers? What is your service offer? Is it sponsored? Is it free? Uh, what IFE content are you providing? What third-party partnerships that do you have? Um, App Music's a great example. Uh, sponsored connectivity from the likes of Amazon or Amex, uh, T-Mobile. The list just goes on, right? So I would by saying what we're going to do is going to scale the industry, drive innovation, and improve the passenger experience across the globe. Okay. Yeah, and it is a really, uh, you know, kind of an ambitious goal that you all have. And I um, want to kind of follow up on, on one of the things you mentioned about standards. Um, could you kind of let, break that down a little bit? I mean, w when you talk about standards, is it more, are you looking more at the onboard equipment that the airlines are equipping with and then uh, sort of plugging into or becoming compatible with a in-flight connectivity network? Uh, or are there kind of standards all across the ecosystem from the network perspective itself as well? Yeah, so that's a great question, and it goes back to our, our second objective that I described earlier, right? So, so we're developing a standardized interfaces between functional components. What we did was uh, we, we broke down the in-flight connectivity systems into functional components, and we're developing standardized interfaces between those components that support a list of requirements. So we've got all of the airlines in, in, within uh, the Seamless Air Alliance, and they've put together kind of the, this wish list of features and, and everything that they want to have in the system. So, so we take that and uh, uh, put that into a design for the system uh, where, you know, the best way to think of it is these interfaces are hooks, right? the system together. They specify the flow of information to and from different components in the system. The structure is critical for the industry to scale, right? The equipment will have to comply to this standard to be seamless certified, and it, it, it's just what's needed to create scale in the industry, drive innovation to lower costs. It, it's going to, for an airline, it will simplify the system selection, installation, maintenance, sparing, all kinds of, you know, cost drivers. 
Uh, and, and for the passenger, it's going to provide a more consistent experience when they get on board, what they experience, what they expect. It's a major advantage. Uh, we know the airlines all want this, and they're starting to ask for it. Um, it it's equipment providers as they make new purchases. Uh, this is what we talk about every day. We're bringing together the airlines, the technology providers, kind of figuring out a, a better tomorrow, so to speak. Got it. Yeah, and uh, about that, you do have quite a few prominent airlines that are, are members of your organization as well as you know technology service providers. Um, are you able to say today how many total airlines you do have under the alliance right now? And also... What is sort of, you know, we kind of know what the goal of the airlines are, but what is kind of the goal of the technology providers, the service providers that are also members of your alliance as well? So that's a fantastic question. Um, as you know, we started out with Delta as a, as a founding member of the alliance and, and grew right. from there. Um, we've got a lot of the Delta partners, Air France, Aeromexico, Goal. Um, but we've also got competitors to Delta, right? So Etihad is one that joined uh, pretty recently, and they're all uh, in this, you know, uh, to, to align with our vision of a global uh, standard. What was the second part of the question? It's just the sort of the technology and service providers. Um, you know, we kind of uh, know right, what the right. air, yeah, we know what the airline goal is, but what is kind of their yep. their goal? Yeah. So there's there's a big play for it in in the technology providers that have signed on, right? So so they're a part of this because this is what the airlines are asking for, right? The, the airlines are saying what we're doing today is is not good for our passengers, right? And we want to bring up our net promoter scores and deliver an awesome experience for our passengers, and uh, we need a new game plan, right? So as the airlines are, are cutting checks, ones with with the wallet or the purse uh, that will sign a, a purchase order for the next connectivity systems, they want to be buying from vendors that are making equipment that's open standards based, right? So they can have a, a choice of service providers in the future, right? So if you look across the 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 technology providers that we've signed up, it's all the top tier people you know it's 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 collins and astronics and uh saffron uh, all of uh what i would say is that the tier one equipment vendors are signed on and want to be first to market with these type of solutions right yeah and that is really interesting that you know the the providers themselves are really embracing this challenge and and actively taking it on uh, okay and so i wanted to get to uh, i know you all you know had a pretty big presence at the Paris Air Show this year. Uh, and I wanted to get to some of that and maybe some of the follow-up work that you've been doing since then as well. Uh, I understand that you all demonstrated a secure and seamless connection to high-performance in-flight Wi-Fi using something called Hotspot 2.0 Wi-Fi services. Now, can you explain to us what Hotspot 2.0 is and what will that bring to the in-flight connectivity industry for airlines? Sure, absolutely. I'd be happy to. Um, while it's currently not deployed on most aircraft, Hotspot 2.0 is an authentication method that allows handsets to connect to Wi-Fi service without any user interaction. 
it's done in one of two ways. It's done either SIM-based or certificate-based, and it's done in a completely secure manner. This is not, uh, you know, an open SSID that anyone can log on to that could create huge security concerns. Uh, this authentication done in a very secure manner. Uh, in the U.S., for example, many mobile network operators are using this today. When you walk into an airport, uh, your phone is offloading onto a local Wi-Fi network, and that's Hotspot 2.0. You don't even realize it. Your phone just works, right? That's because uh, the, the operator that you have has downloaded a secure certificate onto your phone uh, that says when you see these access points, connect to them instead of using our tower because you'll get better service. Uh, and, and, and that's really what it is. And to be clear, our, our standards will support both the use of cellular, uh, you know, Wi-Fi with cellular small cells and Wi-Fi, right? Both of these exist today in different markets. Uh, but we think Hotspot 2.0 is a great piece of technology and it's underutilized today. And that is uh, why we showcased it in Paris with uh, Boingo and Global Reach as our partners there. Okay, I see. And so, so when you get on the aircraft, you would have sort of an authentication method. Uh, now, how do you see that being enabled? Is would it be sort of like a a software patch, or or maybe a a modem update that the airline would adapt, or or how would you see you know the the airlines that already have in flight connectivity uh, adapting this hotspot two point Right. So you need a hotspot 2.0 uh, access point, uh, and then the authentication will happen, as I said, either one of two ways. Either it'll be SIM-based, so, so you know, the phone has a uh, certificate on it that's, that, that was uh, downloaded by the operator, uh, or it'll be certificate-based. So a certificate is something that can be downloaded, for example, um, off of your uh, airline portal, right? You know, a lot of the airlines, when you get on, they say, make sure you've downloaded the latest uh, portal if you want to access our in-flight entertainment uh, selection. So, so that's another way that uh, the airline itself actually could uh, put a certificate on the so that you're securely authenticating onto that network that's on the plane. Got it. Okay. And uh, I noticed that, so the members that sort of took place in this demonstration were Global Reach Technology, Sprint, and Boingo, uh, and wanted yep. to know especially about uh, Sprint's involvement here. And I know they were sort of an earlier member of the Seamless Airlines as well. Uh, could you kind of tell us what their role in that demonstration is and also just where they kind of sit within the Seamless Airlines? So Sprint is one of the U.S. MNOs that, that uh, has a relationship with, with Boingo for attachment at uh, airports and other venues, busy, you know, sports venues, all, all kinds of transportation venues, um, where a company like Boingo puts up a, a low-access network, and Sprint has just configured their phones to attach to it, so there's no... Uh, additional charge to the end user, but the end user is getting better service where maybe they're not getting a uh, uh, cell phone signal into a, a tunnel or the tubes in London is a good example where Global Reach has done a great job of deploying. Um, so those are a couple of examples. So Sprint was uh, actually a founding member of the Seamless Air Alliance, 
And their vision here is, you know, allowing their passengers to, to roam onto, uh, onto the plane uh, and continue service, right? So, so their service shouldn't end uh, just because you're taking off in a plane. If they can offer service to their, uh, to their pa- customers as passengers of the airline, um, that's a great way of doing it. On the cellular side of things, uh, outside the U.S., you know, where, where Wi-Fi and, and uh, hotspot isn't, isn't as popular, uh, companies that are members like um, Panasonic, Aeromobile, Sit On Air, offer cellular-based systems. So they're putting a small cell on the plane. And that happens the same way. So it's, it happens through a, uh, a secure certificate that's on the um, uh, SIM-based authentication that's, that, that happens through the carrier. Uh, based on the handset. So either way, there's, there's a good opportunity for uh, value-added service for the MNOs is, I guess, the bottom line to, to answer your question. Okay. And you know what? You actually mentioned something that, that takes me into my next question, which was just the fact, the kind of reality that, I mean, if you're flying domestically, you can use air-to-ground or you know, satellite-based in-flight connectivity if you're an airline. If you're over water, you're kind of limited to SATCOM. Uh, and then, as you said, you know, if you get into European airspace or the Middle East or China, you have all these different entities that provide connectivity in some kind of way on the ground or in the air, right? Um, could you kind of... To, you know, walk us through that complicated process right now with, with an organization <laughs> that has the goals that Seamless Airlines has. You know, you have this just network of networks out there that planes are flying in between. How do you kind of address that, you know, the, this international open season, you know, essentially that we have right now? Yeah, so we are actually looking to get more uh, members, especially airline members from outside the U.S. We've we've got a pretty good base of of, uh, of U.S. airlines, of European airlines. There's more that are uh, signed up than we have, but um, we do want to understand more of the problems there. I mean, some of it is is regulatory, and some of it is is going to be uh, beyond uh, what we can solve on the technology side of things. We're really more focused on on uh, the technology, you know. So regulations uh, that that prohibit uh, certain activities in in China or in India um, are are beyond the current scope of what, what we're working on today. I see, and and uh, just to kind of also follow up on an earlier point. You know, a lot of the most of the airlines that are members of your organization probably already do have uh, some form of in-flight connectivity, right? So, you know, considering the goals that you all have, how do you see them sort of, you know, getting to this more open architecture uh, world of in-flight connectivity that you all are, are trying to to sort of establish? Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you you brought that up because an important point of one of our founding members being Airbus, right? So we want to attack this from both sides uh, of the equation here, being line fit or retrofit. So so as airlines are upgrading these systems, uh, if they're already deployed on the ground, that you know they're doing retrofits, and and the idea is the 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 new equipment that they're buying 
is seamless certified, right? So, so we have this concept within uh, the Alliance, uh, seamless ready equipment. So a seamless ready piece of equipment can function just as it's doing today, but eventually you get to put the pieces of the system together uh, where it's plug and play, right? Where you could pull out any, any one component in the system and replace it with uh, another piece of equipment from a different vendor and uh, it's, it's not gonna impact the, the function of the rest of the system at all work together. So it will happen over time, but that's, that's kind of how we envision it uh, from both retrofit and line fit perspectives. I see. I mean, the, the ideal world, right, is, is that you're ordering a new aircraft and this is an option on the on the on the checklist, right, of, of options for that plane. And it says, you know, uh, today I think there's six or seven different proprietary systems that that companies like Airbus have to deal with when building a plane, right? So they've got all these different SKUs to deal with, and proprietary systems and different equipment, and and that slows them down, right? And it's expensive. Uh, the, the future would be uh, you're checking a box on there that says, I want the open system. I want the system where I have a choice of service providers going forward, you know, and I can uh, select from any number uh, of different providers. Uh, and that's kind of a future-proof design, and that's that's the vision of Seamless. I see. Okay. And, and, and kind of building on that, um, if you were to look maybe five years or so into the future, I mean, you guys are a one-year-old organization. What would you say would be different about kind of what you would want uh, Seamless Air to have accomplished maybe five years from now? Wow, that's a great question. So right now, we're heads down on getting the first version of our specification out there. We've got a, a mountain to climb, but we're getting closer every day. Um, we are putting together a roadmap of feature releases that we're working on, right? And next year, in parallel to all of this, we'll have to kick off a test and certification program. So there's no shortage of work. Um, some of it is sooner, some of it is latter. Um, th there's a big trend in the industry, as you know, around virtualization, right? Software-defined right. X, whatever it is, so, so that you're uh, – not having to go through recertifying equipment and it's 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 much easier right if you're doing a, a software upgrade or upload uh to uh hardware that's already there on the plane than um, having to go through a whole hardware certification process so that's something that's really going to change the industry in that kind of five-year timeline that you're talking about got it okay and let's just say maybe for the rest of the year, what is kind of the, the focus for Seamless Air Alliance? Are you all attending any upcoming events, uh, any, any big you know, milestones left for the remainder of 2019? So uh, in terms of upcoming events, we'll be at Apex Expo in Los Angeles. Uh, we'll be at the uh, future FTE event in Singapore. Um, we have all that want to be working with us, but we need to keep all of the noise level down, right? I, I, I don't want to disrupt work that's going on in our three working groups. We've really come to a great point where we're productive, and I want us to be completely heads down on focus on finishing the first version of our spec, and that's exactly what we plan to do. Okay, great. 
Well, there you have it. Uh, Jack Mandela, CEO of Seamless Airlines. Thanks for joining us today on the Connected Aircraft Podcast. I think we all learned a lot today about your mission, and uh, I think we all definitely want to see it definitely come true in, in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. So that's it for today's episode. If you haven't already, please go ahead and subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're a fan of the show, help us out with a five-star review. And if you have feedback or suggestions for people we should be interviewing or topics you'd like us to cover, you can reach me on Twitter at WBellamy3AC. Finally, our 2020 Global Connected Aircraft Summit will take place from June 2nd through the 3rd in Denver, Colorado. So mark your calendars. You can get all the information at www.gcasummit.com. My name is Woodrow Bellamy III, and thanks again for tuning in to the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast.